welcome to this episode of the Classroom Matters podcast with me, your host, Christy Hool. And today we are going to be talking about all things social learning, um, using uh, social learning in the classroom, how that looks for students, how that looks for schools, how that looks for whatever educational environment that you might be in. Because those of you that listen to this podcast know that I advocate for all educational environments across the board, not just public school. So we will be talking about that. And my guest today is Shanok Roy. He is the CEO and founder of the Yellow Dig organization. And so we are going to chat a little bit with Shanok today about not only what his company does and how they can benefit some of the issues that potentially are happening within the classroom setting, but why those issues are there and why we sort of kind of keep ignoring them (laughs) and what we can do to solve these problems. So, Shanok, welcome to the Classroom Matters podcast. Thank you so much for being with us on this episode. Uh, Thank you for the invitation, Christy. Okay, so I'm excited to talk about this. So before we, we actually really started recording, we were talking about how this topic has really been coming a lot for, up for me a lot in my life in the last several months. You know, I have three teenage boys um, that are three, two of them are still in public school. They're constantly tied to social media. They're constantly tied to their cell phones. Um, and with other colleagues of mine, we're constantly talking about these students with their cell phones and interactive technology. Tell us a little bit about Yellow Dig first what this organization does and how it really impacts um, the interactive technology and social learning that should be happening within a classroom setting. Yeah, no. So I think, you know, I have two young daughters as well, and I completely relate to your thing, which is kids, you know, adults are also glued to their social media or their phones all the time. And, you know, what we do as a company, uh, we uh, we are essentially a technology company, but what I use, I like to call it is a learning organization or it's an education company where we uh, we license our platform to colleges, universities, K-12 companies who are looking to make their learning environments uh, much more engaging and I would say much more fun for the students. Um, and we leverage technology, I would call it social technologies, but we also make it, uh, you know, relevant for learning uh, as an organization so that, um, you know, if students are using our product, they're actually getting educational value um, as opposed to sometimes we do worry about if they're on TikTok or Facebook all day long, if they're really getting any value out of it. So so that's the problem we try to solve for our educators, for their parents, uh, you know, kids, so that uh, they can safely use our you know, our technology and, and kind of drive the, the learning outcomes that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So give us a little, a little quick definition of, because I know, I know, I know my audience and they're amazing educators and families and parents and people that are running school districts. And so, you know, they might be listening to this and thinking social learning, what, what exactly does he mean by social learning using a technology platform? So, so dive a little bit into like what the definition or what your company's definition of social learning is um, and what that looks like in a classroom setting. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of social learning, so, you know, students are living in this social era where they're always on their phones, so they're using various platforms. We want to use that behavior, but apply in the learning context. So to give you an example, um, let's say you are teaching any subject, could be humanities, could be science, or it could be STEM. 
Um, most of the learning experience today is where the teacher would probably prepare some materials for the students, kind of give them, and they will probably go through the motions of the classroom, you know, do the assignments, whatever is needed, and complete that course. And, you know, that's done on the class. That's, that's kind of how it, you know, works today. There might be some online assignments once in a while, but they are not kind of, they're more like, you know, assignments as opposed to something which is where the students are taking more active role in participating. But if you implement yellowing into the same environment, what we try to do is to kind of turn the students or the learners into creators, you know, simply put, which is they are not only being passively listening to whatever is being taught, but they're actually actively participating into the conversation. So the active participation is very important for them, for us to kind of really make them kind of active you know, and, and engage learners in the process. So to give an example, like, you know, whatever subject you're teaching, the students are bringing in examples that they're reading about or their project work that they're doing on the side and sharing with their classmates and kind of actually trying to have a discussion around the topics that are being taught in the classroom. So that's the overarching framework that we work with to create that environment. And how we do it is by providing the platform um, and also training our users to be able to create that environment. So, you know, technology can only do so much. There's also a role of the instructors to be able to create that environment for the students and we kind of support the, the full change that is required for that to happen. And, and that's what we do as an organization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're talking about the rollout of the technology and the instruction of how to use the technology, which you know, myself, you know, working in public education for, you know, 20 plus years now working at the university level with up and coming teachers, uh, potentially in the next year or two, I really am wondering if the more challenging piece to this is not rolling out Yellow Dig, implementing Yellow Dig, understanding how to really effectively use Yellow Dig within the classroom. But the bigger challenge might be the paradigm shift, the change in mindset of the teachers and how much they, you know, not, and I don't want to say not willing, but it's very difficult to change the way that you've done something for so long. So do you see the, the teacher mindset shift a bigger challenge than the execution and implementation of the Yellow Dig uh, platform itself? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think the, the technology part should be easy. You know, if we have done our jobs right, you know, the, the platform should work very well and, you know, should provide the right user experience. But changing uh, the way we try to engage our learners is definitely the harder part. And what we find is that, you know, teachers, you know, who have gone into this profession because they, they would love, I mean, they, we always talk to teachers all the time and they love to engage their students. I mean, I have yet to meet a teacher who says that I don't want to talk to my students, right? They always want their yeah. students to talk and share and discuss and, you know, get connected to whatever subject, you know, uh, you know, is being taught. And it's very hard to do, right? You know, without te our technology platform, it's very hard to do because classroom time is limited. You only have so much time. There's so many things that has to be done. And outside the classroom time, it's hard to get attention from the students because they have many other things going on in their lives, um, so what we try to do with our teachers is to kind of explain to them that how, um, you know, the platform can help them. Um, and if, if they start to understand how it can help them and save them time also at the mm -hmm. same time, 
um, and, and then they have a good experience with the platform, then naturally we see that they become advocates. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just today I, I saw a, a LinkedIn post by one such teacher, he, you know, she was teaching uh, Russian language um, and, and she talked about how her students were using Yellowdig and it was, you know, made it fun for the students. They were creating like rap songs in Russian and kind of creating small plays and kind of posting videos and writing about it, just like you would do in TikTok, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. You see that behavior, students are trying to do things um, in various social platforms the question becomes, how do you use that behavior and that technology, but apply it for learning, like teaching Russian or teaching math or science? Um, so it's a paradigm shift, by the way, like, you know, because a lot of teachers, you know, of course, through the pandemic, we've started to see how to use Zoom and other tools to kind of, you know, meet students, you know, online. I think that is now people are quite comfortable with. What people yet to be, you know, have to get more comfortable is how to be kind of using the different types of tools that change behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not a comfort. I mean, it's, it's not natural because there is something that you know, everybody has to feel comfortable with. And we realize that. So we, we do work with our, um, you know, professors, teachers and make sure that they are comfortable. They're well-trained. They see the results. They know how to use the tool. Um, and even after they have used it, let's say, for one class to kind of really be able to analyze the results from a data standpoint and see that, okay, I used Yellowdig and as a result, this is the level of engagement that I created. My students were so active. They created all these topics. They talked about all these great things um, and, and really you know, compare that with the same class without Yellowdig, maybe the last semester or whenever that was done and, and take that as an example and maybe sometimes, you know, make presentations and things like that. And like, this is why we should adopt this technology. So it's, it is a slow process, to be honest. It's not something where, which will just go viral in one day in a school, but, but we do see that schools that adopt us in a small scale with a few teachers who see great results and then they kind of naturally expand from there. Yeah. And so you kind of mentioned like, you know, one group using it, one group not using it. I mean, and obviously, you know, this is, this is a no brainer for me. Uh, you know, I actually just had a conversation yesterday. My my middle son is getting ready to start high school. And he said to me, mom, they started a new thing this year at the high school where they're not going to allow us to have our cell phones even on us. So when my older son went to school there, they could have their cell phones. They had to leave them in their book bag during class. You know, so every teacher had a different rule about cell phones, um, whatever. But this year they have went to, from what I understand, having your cell phone turned off in your book bag, in your locker, which to me sounds very counterproductive to what we're wanting students to do. And I asked him and I said, would you feel more comfortable walking into a classroom with your cell phone, being able to open an app, open up something, uh, a learning video, you know, would you learn better that way? And he said, absolutely. He feels lost. He feels like there's part of him missing. And that's all he can think about is his phone when he doesn't have his phone, right? We, We literally use that as a punishment. So I think teachers need to think about that as well. Like parents use that as a punishment and it's kind of, you know, transfers into the school system. So with that being said, do you, do you see a large increase? What impact have you seen with yellow dig? Because I know that people listening are like, well, what, what, what have you seen? What's the impact? What are the statistics? How, how much better are teachers and students doing that are using this versus folks that, that aren't? Yeah, so, you know, definitely the impact we see in terms of growth in adoption, right? Because at the end of the day, if a teacher likes the our technology, they would use it more. And that's one of the biggest proof points for us to see that we are actually having an impact. 
Um, and then, of course, there is another ways we can measure the impact from a data standpoint, which is like, okay, is it increasing engagement levels of the students compared to without Yellowdick, for example? Um, is it leading to better grades for the students? We have done studies like that where... Um, if you compare the level of engagement of a student in our platform and compare that, the, the grades they're getting at the end of the class, I mean, is there a correlation? So we have done uh, big studies on the correlation with grades. Um, we also do studies around persistence, which is uh, not so much of a problem in K-12 because students tend to kind of complete their classes. But in as you go towards higher education, that becomes a big problem. As we know, a vast majority of students actually drop out in the middle of the class or, you know, they don't go to from term to term. And we see uh, a significant improvement, um, pretty significant improvement um, on, on the persistence levels when, you know, when students are engaging in this digital forum. And to your point, by the way, right, so the way we think about it is that when you're in the classroom with a teacher, right, so there are like 45 minutes an hour, you know, the, the, you probably should pay attention to your teacher because you are actually having real conversations with your peer group and that you cannot really replicate that in an online environment because that's a human-to-human -human connection. Uh, that's great, but technology can augment that. So, you know, the way we think about digital technology is that it does not have to replace the in-person time with a teacher because that's kind of very valuable, but it can augment the they extend the time because, you know, we, we hear from our teachers that they sometimes hear from students who would never speak up in a classroom, but they are very active in Yellowdig because when they go home and they have time, they actually think about what they want to say um, and they write about it and their peer group hear from them. They are actually discussing with their students and they're interacting with the teacher as mm -hmm. well. So, so there are advantages of digital technologies we just have to identify them and figure out a way to add it to the yeah. synchronous in-person time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like the way that you said add it in, right? So I, I think sometimes teachers get overwhelmed because, you know, I've spent a lot of time in school districts. I've spent a lot of time introducing new curriculum, you know, the whole drive-by professional development where we introduce something new to a school district and they kind of sit there and uh, do the eye roll and say, yeah, this is going to last six months and then they're going to move us on and have us do something else. Um, and so I think that teachers get overwhelmed sometimes and they think it has to be all or nothing. And I think that there is a place for multiple types of learning strategies and teaching strategies and the transfer of information from teacher to student instead of just thinking, okay, well, I either have to teach all whole class, like, you know, old school way, or I have to use all technology. There really is, a, a, you have the ability to incorporate lots of different pieces of technology and face-to-face -face learning and small group instruction and all of those things to make that learning environment conducive. So I love the fact that you're, you know, kind of pointing that out, that this is a piece of the, the, the learning that, that can help engage and make kids more interactive. And, and I, a hundred percent, I mean, I, I guarantee you there's nobody listening to this that's going, oh no, my kids would not be more engaged if I let them use technology. They love sitting at their desks and writing everything with paper and pencil, which by the way, you know, and you, you speak to this a little bit, the way that we're teaching students in the classroom is not the way that we function as adults when we get into the world of college, when we get into a profession, when we get into a job. I don't know a single career or job where we don't have our cell phones out and ready 
or our computer in front of us and ready, and we're interacting with technology and social learning. So talk a little bit about how using Yellow Dig now really is preparing students for what they will be doing when they get out of high school. Yeah, and you know you kind of hit on the nail in some sense, which is the the way we work in this new era, which is you know this new kind of industrial revolution we are going through, where people are all connected. So any project that we do in our company, for example, nobody does a project on their own. There's always a small team, and it's a matter of actually interacting and you know co-curating or co-constructing knowledge as a team is how we you know show and kind of be productive as you know as an organization. So teaching students to be able to interact with other students and to be able to have a voice and actually create content is ex- you know, extremely important. So you know, making them more active is important. And technology is a wonderful way of doing that. Like imagine in a classroom, you, let's say you have a small class of 20 or 30 students. As a teacher, making sure each student is actually doing a project on their own and then you have to grade it and you have to make sure that's of high quality and give them one-on-one feedback is a lot of work. But if you create the same thing in an online environment where let's say each student is creating their little small thing, could be a small video clip or maybe something they're contributing or maybe uh, something they wrote up about the project they're, you know, they're working on and each student can actually interact with one another. They can give feedback to one another. And as a teacher, you get to see all in your own time. It doesn't have to be in the classroom. And you can also kind of have little check marks of things that you've already seen. And you know, maybe the system will tell you that this student is not being looked at or whatever their engagement has gone down. So you should take a look at this student. Mm-hmm. Like... Technology has so much of advantage in that way to kind of make your life easier. Uh, at the same time, providing the students the experience they need mm-hmm. to function, to your point, in this modern era. And we do that. So social learning, I would say the whole idea of connectedness, where students are connecting with one another, is very important, especially for the students who are the backbenchers, the people who don't speak up for whatever reason, they're underconfident or they have challenges. Um they have a much easier time to connect online. And creating that forum for them really helps. So we see in our data, by the way, we see in our data where kids or students who typically would not engage or who are at risk are more engaged in an online forum, especially because it's asynchronous, because they have their own time to engage, right? And some of them could be really interesting things they can say. Uh, so that's one side. There are two other things I wanted to point out. One other is um, this whole idea of having more autonomy, which is, you know, if you think about an experience from a student standpoint, and I had this challenge myself as well, which is sitting in a classroom for some students could be pretty, you know, sometimes boring, sometimes you like, okay, I just... can say it, Shinaka. It's boring. You can say it. Don't be... It's boring. <laughs> so, it's so boring. It could be, right? <laughs> And, 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 you know, some teachers make it very fun, but they're not so easy to do that. It's a lot of work to kind of make a classroom very engaging and fun. But if you are connected with your peer group and you have autonomy in terms of creating, like I'll give an example, right? I mean, if you're teaching a language class and if you have the students to make small videos, that's interesting because not only I get to create something, I get to see what others are doing. And I get to interact with them, right? Or maybe creating a, writing a small script and putting it out there and maybe getting an accolade from my teacher is, you know, motivational for me. Like, oh, I did something and somebody liked it. Like, these are big motivational factors where, you know, having a sense of autonomy creates motivation. But I don't have that autonomy and I just have to go by the motion of the classroom. A lot of students, especially the creative ones, would get very disengaged, especially in the times where creativity is so important. 
in this world we are living in. So social platforms or platforms which are designed for that can have a huge impact to drive that autonomy and the creativity and the you know, self-expression and you know, students finding their voice to a large extent and being confident in that voice has a huge impact. Um, and the, the third thing that I wanted to point out is, um, which is the whole idea of competence, right? Like competence meaning, you know, we want our students to, um, you know, build competence or mastery in topics like, you know, and mastery is not always getting the answer right. The mastery is also in the process of getting to that answer. And having an environment where students can ask questions, right, or maybe post their work and get feedback from their peer group or for the instructor, whichever way you want to do it, is very valuable for them to be able to kind of, and get constant feedback. And this is what we do in our platform. So the way our platform works is, um, let's say you're having a discussion on a topic, um, there is no grading involved. Meaning like you don't get a grade because you posted something and you get a, like a five-star or four-star rather than doing that. We, we call it a participation grade. So we like to encourage our students to participate and share their best work. And we create incentives for them to, you know, for, for others to engage with whatever work they've created. So if they get likes from other students, if they get comments, they get points for that. It's a gamified way of learning. But as a result, what happens is that students are actually not only just writing for that assignment and get a grade, but they're just posting their work and getting feedback from other students. And, and as a process, what we find is that they actually find their path of mastery, which is um, meet the students where they are and then slowly get them towards that path. And they get feedback from the instructor, they get feedback from the peer group, and they also get feedback from themselves. Like once you post a video or whatever, you get to see what you have done compared with your students. So you can also learn from your work. Um, it is happens in social media like, to an extent but it you know but but we kind of make it very intentional in our in our learning mm -hmm. yeah and i love the fact that you're talking about competency and the teacher giving the students some autonomy some ownership in what they're doing and that brings me to the topic too of trust we have to as educators um, and facilitators and you know the guide in the room i think we need to be, start being more of the guide and the facilitator and less of the sage on the stage right everybody look at me for 50 minutes and listen to me talk on and on and on about a topic you really aren't that interested in um you know i think that we have to get to a point as well in order to build some of these things where we trust our young adults middle school high school especially high school to handle these types of social learning platforms and trust that they want to learn and that they're there. And, you know, engagement, we talk a lot about engagement. Engagement is going to, if you have students that are engaged, you're not going to have to worry about kids sneaking around on their phone and looking for other things to do, right? And I think that's what scares teachers, because I know there are, there are folks listening to this going, oh boy, you know, Chinook and Christy, yeah, I let my kids have their cell phones for Yellow Dig. And the next thing you know, they're all on TikTok and, 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 you know, messaging each other and everyone's, you know, doing inappropriate things. But that's sort of where the engagement piece comes in. Because if your kids are truly engaged, you don't need to worry about that and the trust. So I think that Yellow Dig really lends itself to all of those pieces. Um, and I think that it actually gives teachers kind of a break. And, my, you know, me thinking of being a teacher, I'm like, man, that might actually help me <laughs> to not have to work so hard. 
That's right. And you know, the trust factor, as you said, right? I mean, because uh, there's also kind of uh, trusting your students to actually create content and share with you. It might feel that more empowering that, okay, I'm going to tell you what to do and you just do that, right? Like whatever it is, which is also needed in some yes. cases, right? Some cases there are assignments, but I, I think this whole idea is that giving more agency to the students so that they start to learn what it means to have a voice and be able to create content and get get that kind of thing out of them, which is which doesn't always happen. Like, you know, you have students who go through the motions of a course, they just do the bare minimum just to get by. Mm -hmm. It's a lost opportunity, even though they have finished the course or class or whatnot, but it's a lost opportunity for them to build those skills. And what we have found is this, that, you know, learners, the engagement is all about truly connecting to the subject matter in a way that is meaningful for them personally, right? Mm -hmm. So if they have this way to express themselves saying that, okay, this is what I want to do and this is what I want to say and this is how I want to say it and be confident and say that, maybe it doesn't hit the mark, right? Maybe it is because it's a little more creative, but having that kind of space so that, okay, you can actually say something and as long as it's not offensive, you say something very offensive or bad, we have features in our platform. You get flagged very quickly and the post goes away it goes away to a separate tray for the instructors so that they can take a look at it and they can decide whether they want to put back into the... So we, we, that is where how we are different from, let's say, TikTok or others where you have no control. But for us, we give the control to the instructors. But what we find is this fascinating. Our finding is that you know we are in you know, hundreds of schools and universities now and we rarely find an incident where a, a teacher will get a report saying that somebody posted something offensive. It doesn't happen because... If the environment is created and the people understand this is for them, for them to create content and be engaged with one another, people will be self-policing. And if somebody posted something, you know, somebody will flag it, it'll go off and you won't see that behavior again because people learn very quickly. The students will learn very quickly. This is an environment for them to learn and share and, you know, be more competent and all these things people want. But, you know, it's just that a matter of giving them the platform yeah. to make that happen. Yeah, And I think that our, our students our children are so capable and so much more capable than we give them credit for, for using platforms like this, that we have to let go. And I think that's the hardest part as educators, we have to let go. We have to open up uh, new venues and new platforms for these kids to learn. Um, that's going to help them progress and, and really move to the next phase of their their education, their life, their career, whatever that looks like for each child. But there is definitely a place for this. And so I want to wrap up by, by I know this is a, a, an educational app. Tell us what grade levels you feel this is really best suited for and where folks can get in touch um, and find out more about Yellow Dig. So from a grade level standpoint, you know, our most of our user base is in higher education uh, and high schools. Um, but if you are a middle school teacher, you know, we are starting to do some pilots to gather data, how this would work in a middle school environment. We have indication that it can work really well. Uh, would love to kind of collaborate with you uh, if you want to reach out to us. Um, and in terms of uh, reaching out to us on our website is yellowdig.co. Um, and, you know, you'll find it very easy to reach out to us through them. And if you want to reach out to me directly, um, you know, LinkedIn is a very good way of reaching out to me. You can just search my name, Sean Acroy, and LinkedIn. You'll find me there and just send me a message. Okay. Well, thank you, Seanic. I really appreciate this. This has been an absolutely uh, fabulous conversation, a lot of great information. Um, and we will list all of Seanic's 
um, information in the description, just as I always do. So you don't have to feel like if you're driving and listening to our podcast, please don't try to write things down. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll give you all of his info. If you want to reach out to him, you can always also reach out to me, um, at Christy at educate.today and I can get you in touch uh, with yellow dig as well. So thank you very much, Shonic, for being with us on today's episode. I really appreciate you taking your time to have this wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Christy. And this is Christy Hull signing out for this episode of the Classroom Matters Podcast.